Oh man, it is time to get into it. Welcome back to Switch the Podcast, Season 2, Episode 48. The festivities are beginning. It is 15 through 11, favorite games of all time countdown in honor of celebrating 100 episodes coming up here in the next couple weeks. Before we get into all that, just had to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasts with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply to become a member and immediately connect with people that fit your audience. That is podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Not much more to say, guys. To be honest, regarding this episode, we talked about Gotcha for the first 27 minutes, and then we got straight into our lists. In the timestamps down below, you'll find our 15, 14, 13, 12, and 11 for our numbers. Some cool moments each, uh, nostalgia, just great games in general. We had a really fun time doing this, and we're really looking forward to doing the rest of the list and celebrating 100 episodes. So... In order for you guys, what you guys do for us for 100 episodes is leave a rating and review. Five-star rating review. Tell us what you like, don't like about the podcast. And, yeah, that's if you guys do that, that'd be much appreciated. And we're going to try to repay you guys by making more awesome episodes. And without further ado, enjoy. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Switch It Up podcast, season two, episode 48. My name is Tyler. Joined as always by my co-host, Colby. Colby here in good old PA. It's actually cooled down a little bit. What about what about you over in the, the big old NC? <sighs> the equator's relentless, my guy. It was, <laughs> it, was ni- it was 92 today. It was hot. Went for a run outside, just dripping sweat. Just, just jumped immediately into a pool. It's a good feeling, but uh, yeah, if you don't, it's right at nine a.m. The the sundial gets turned from like a two to a, a thirteen. And it's, just, <laughs> it's a lot to deal with, but you know, it feels good. Of course, of course. Well, that's I was about to say that's good to hear. At least you're, at least you're making the most of it going out into the sun. Can't say much for. Can't say I'm I'm the same. Uh, I've been, spent most of my days in a building, uh, but you know, making money is is worth the the zero tan that I will ever get again in my lifetime. Yeah, that's true. Tan is temporary. Uh, finance is forever. Fine, <laughs> money is money makes the world go round. But yeah, episode forty eight. The time is is finally come for. Oh. It's the bit, it's the start of the big countdown. As you said five minutes ago, it's time to put this fucking document to use. <laughs> exactly. It's been sitting here for weeks now, uh, for you even longer. Oh my god, months. Uh, so it's finally time to talk about, but not yet, because despite what we were talking about before, we have a little bit to talk about. No news, because there's there's nothing going on. I don't think you guys care about how well Mario Golf Super Rush is selling or. You know, uh, someone finding the last attainable chest in Breath of the Wild. That's we're not here to report on that. We're here to report on a, all things gotcha. This is the Gotcha Games podcast, and <laughs> we are back with more Fire Emblem Heroes talk, more summer units, but more importantly, legendary Byleth out of the clouds. Yeah, holy of, shit. yeah, right after we put out our episode, shocker. Yeah, uh, legendary Byleth gets announced. It's a legendary mythic event. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, Tuesday morning, I think it's got hour mere hours left. Yeah, got also got to hustle if you're trying to get Byleth, which I did. I did get the B man. Uh, 
a lot of blood, a lot of suffering. Uh, two two dogger units before <laughs> I ended up getting Byleth, who it actually is pretty sweet that when you pull on that banner, like the the only five star you can get are those five star focuses. Yeah, which yeah. which narrowed it down to two options for me: dogger and Byleth. I pulled dogger twice somehow before I got Byleth, which not complaining. She's a good unit, but. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I got the, I got the B man, and he's he's kicking ass. Defense is terrible, but offensive juggernaut, which is what he is described as. He just says he's just Omer, whose overwhelming power carries carries allies to victory, and I, he he does he does just that. I was about to say he he gets a special like t- he gets a special turn one, like you don't have to charge it up; it's already ready to go. Uh, and he's being touted as the the fallen natal guard counter right now like the singular one besides another fallen natal guard uh but yeah i i tested i put that theory to the test i i ran into one of the voting gauntlet and he just fucking wiped me off the map like di- i didn't even get to attack he just it's rough one shot at me immediately but like you said he has the defense of a soggy piece of paper so he does uh, any other units are able to get in there and take him out but yeah super cool love the art Oh, that's great. I don't know why that style specifically just looks really good. Uh, he's in his enlightened one. It is male Byleth. Uh, he is in his enlightened one uh, class outfit. Uh, he is a green tome user. Uh, and he is really cool. I, I've i been spending all my gems or all my orbs elsewhere, but definitely a cool unit uh, to pull for. Oh, just a quick side note. The Dom Toretto memes are killing me. Like, I'm looking in the Discord for this, <laughs> the, the new summer unit information, and oh my god, I cannot stop laughing at all the Dom Toretto memes. The, my favorite one was of Ego and Peter yeah. Quill. That was my favorite one by far. He's just like, it sucks if I had to put that tumor in her head. Oh, hell no. Oh, no, he shoots no. Him. You don't yeah. do that to family. That, that murder, that killed Wait. me. Where did this come from? Like, I it's just started seeing fast, it. Like, fast nine, fast nine just came out. I'm guessing it has something to do with that. It's uh, just, it's just so. Fun. It's because it's young Dom Toretto. It's not even the current one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. But yeah, we have uh, Tempest Trials coming July seventh. With is this? Yeah. Okay. So uh, tomorrow, when you're listening to this, to again Tuesday, uh, Tempest Trials more, will be out with more even summer more units. Summer units. It never they, ends. They know what they're doing. They are, as Brock put it, they are capitalizing on the horny consumer. Like we and... got, we got Freya <laughs> from uh, the story mode, Norn. Uh, as well as as well as Norn. She's the free unit, another bow user uh, for the free unit. So join uh, Leone in there. I need, I need one of these bow users have. Oh wait, uh, is Norn the free unit? I think so. Because I remember there's Summer Ogma as well. I thought he was. I, I also... need, I need one of these units to have close counter so I can give that skill to Claude. Right. Right. But regardless, uh, still pretty cool. Yeah, still good. Um, let's see, we got a really weird duo unit. What, it was Plumeria and Kata? Yeah, definitely not your average duo unit, especially coming off Marion and Hilda, which makes total sense. This one just makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, even like the marriage one, because those two, what was it? It was like Katria and, and someone else. But not even Katria and Katia, like the same two. Uh, I was about to say, but that like made sense because it was like they were the middle child of two different like flying Pegasus trio. They weren't from the same game, but it kind of made sense to put them together. But for these, I have no idea. Like we have a fairy from the original story of Fire Emblem Heroes and then Ikeda. (laughs) So, yeah, that kind of caught me off guard. But we also got our first playable version of Freyr. We do. 
uh, Summer Freyer. Uh, his transformation is fucking sick. Like, I mean, obviously Freya can turn into a goat, and so can he now. Yeah. Giant like demon goat, but it, Freya cool. would routinely mess me up in the store unit battles. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, she, especially that one where they just keep fucking spawning, and they just—it's oh, like a it's, zombie game at that, that point. That's where you're like, all right, Fallen Edelgard, do your thing. I, exactly, exactly. In the in the multi map battle portion, but yeah, Tempest Trials again. It feels like we just had the last one, and we're getting it again, which is good. Get get your orbs, uh, spend it on, spend it, spend expand. it on, expand, expand, uh, yes. expand your roster by spending on the. The, uh, the banner that you would like. I mentioned briefly that I am not summoning on the Mythic banner. I'm just putting all of my orbs into the the current Summer banner, which is going on for another eternity. Like, a literally 30 more days of that. So. I have a confession to make. What's that, Colby? I'm sti- I am still in spend-only mode. You are? <laughs> it's not for that Summer banner. It's for the one with Summer Tana. And I... I... Oh, they, they, no. They've got me. They've got me by the literal balls, literally <laughs> and figuratively. Like I don't get it. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with this unit because apparently he's not even good in any form whatsoever. <laughs> but I just want her. I don't know why. I can't. I guess every time I see her on a banner, her and uh, Arya, the sword user, who actually yeah. is a good unit, but Tana apparently is just not a good unit in any capacity. But I'm like, I just need to have this blue-haired flying woman on my team. I don't know why she's not good. She has like three <laughs> skills that she can learn of like a possible six, and I'm like, I, I she has to be mine. I I don't know what. It is and someone needs to tell me to stop, but I'm not gonna listen to them. I was about to say, like, you can't even like really plus ten that unit because it's a no. seasonal. <laughs> Bro, I have a nine hour car ride. I'm just gonna spend the entire time trying to get her. Oh my god. Nine hours? That's Thursday, what's gonna take you back here? Third yeah, it takes nine hours. That's disgusting. Oh my it, god. It, it, it's a tr- it's hideous. It's the worst drive ever. I, I've I forgot how long it was. It's been so long since I've been down there, but Summer Tana has got you hooked. Got me by the literal balls. <laughs> the sack. It got me. Yes, it has me by the uh, sack. I mean, I'm to be honest. I'm just doing this. I don't really need to. Like, I got the units that I wanted. I just, I'm just going for merges now. Uh, and I, I wish I was smart like you. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I wish I was just like going for more Mercedes so I can merge her, which is what I said I do. And then they drop that Summertana, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> well, how long it, does that banner even go for? It can't be that long. Another week. What? Holy shit! Another week, which which will then bring down the other banner to 23 days left. So I still have plenty of time to get Mercedes. Yeah. And and, and I had to and I had to give Bioth a shot because his event's only a week long. Of course. But you know I. I don't know what it is. I need I need to get off my rocker, but I just can't stop. <laughs> the fucking your your neuron like your your neuron sensors are firing all over the place. And I have like no easy way to get orbs. Like the chain challenge is getting a little difficult. I'm having I'm having issues with the special map battles. Like I'm beating the two and three orb ones. I cannot beat the infernal and abyssal ones. Those are tough. Even with Edelgard, you can't. No, the Edelgard's getting messed up in some of them. I gotta figure out what's going on. I get. Oh yeah, yours is unmerged as well. Oh yeah, no, it's the only one. Yeah, it's tough, but I I gotta figure it out. Which is why maybe this Tana is the key. Maybe I am right. <laughs> maybe build like I was gonna say, make that your unit. Like I'm making Crom, like my unit. That's the one I'm investing just everything into. My hair looks horrible. Uh, but I mean, I'm that. That's also why I'm kind of spending on the summer banner because Mercedes is red. So 
by trying to go for her, I can also passively try and get more crumbs. It's true. To, to merge. I'm at plus seven. I need three more. Silvers? You only need silvers, or do you need golds? Uh, any, because I can just... you do silver and unlock potential? Yeah, I, I just get the silver, and I unlock the potential to, to five-star to get them. But, you know, plus seven, uh, Alex came in clutch, hit him and Mason. I, I was consulting with the council about what set to give him, and uh, I have the... I was going to say, I believe I have the full, the full set finished, his skills at least. Uh, have been learned, but now I just need those final merges and the dragon flowers, and he'll be he'll be finished, and I can move on to the next one. I was actually just talking to Alex. Like I kind of have all the units I really need. Like with Fallen Aelgard added to the team, most battles are kind of trivial now. It's true. Uh, you just put her in the danger zone and then just press auto battle. <laughs> yeah, I yeah I I, mean, I need to give her dragon flowers. Maybe I should do that too. That'll help definitely. Yeah, and she she's not even like the red dragon flowers. Like she's the green, and there you know there are substantially less units I've found that need to use green than red. So uh, I think I have all five of her dragon flowers in, but yeah, I for now uh, some sometimes I will still spend some money just in case I want to like like say I'm like spending on a circle and I want to get those last like two you like two uh, stones that have the colors that I'm looking for. I'll yeah. spend money on that and I'll I'll grab them, uh, but I don't know. I'm pretty content with my squad at the moment. Now I can just spend the rest of my days, uh, I guess, building building cool sets. Uh, but I assume that will not last forever. I'm sure there's going to be another unit that comes out that I'm going to be obsessed with getting. I'm gonna I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm curious right now to find out who my best like who who I have the most of as far as my ally goes. Like so here most merges you mean? Yeah, who can I get the most merges of? I have. Oh yeah, because you can put press merge allies, so you can see all the copies. I have three Tharjas. I have six base Lilanias, but I already have her legendary form, so I don't really need her. Right. And I have where's my? I know I have a lot of another, but I just can't seem to find. I have three Setus. Interesting. Very good. I have four base Cadias, so I can just get her normal form, which, right. which doesn't sound too bad. And yeah, that's it. I I sent a lot of my. I send a lot of my um, troops to the guillotine for yeah, feathers, I, but I send them home all the time. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have eight Soleils. Oh my god! Uh, I don't know why I'm keeping her. She'll probably, you know what? Once Crom's done, I'll keep her. I'll, I'll make her my next one. All right, uh, just get a, just get a team of of allies you dedicate so much time to. Yeah, I. It's gonna be another red sword user. I don't know why I have so many of her, but. Uh, maybe she has a skill that I, I'm keeping around just in case for... Oh, how many freaking Lanas do I have? Okay, I have a lot of... I have a lot more units than I thought. I, I do send a lot of my boys home because... Oh, wait, I can... I can unlock the five stars on the Lulanias and then merge her with her legendary. Shit, I should just do that. Can You can't merge them with the legendary version, can you? Um, we're gonna find out. I, I don't <laughs> think... I don't think... I think it counts as a separate unit. I don't think you can merge... Damn. Like I don't think I can merge regular Chrom into legendary Chrom. I thought I was onto something. We're gonna find out. Real That'd quick. be really cool. Uh, oh uh, yeah, that would make every that would make my life all easy. <laughs> yeah, but no, I think they're they're meant to be like separate characters, so I don't I don't think that would work. Right, Nearly the Nearly, biggest I had, idea there. Thought I had, thought I had a big brained idea, but no, I didn't. But yeah, like gotcha as far as gotchas go, or sorry, as far as Fire Emblem Heroes goes. I'm still summoning on the on the Mercedes Hilda uh, Marianne banner. 
Those are the only units that I care for. Caspar and Ash. I'm sorry, boys, but yeah, I don't, I don't need you. Uh, you know, off just I don't know, man. Just offensive healer, just like uh, young Larachel, and she's one of my main units too. So I I didn't need to go for it. Exactly. But, you're you're not wrong. As a, like like I said, the best offense is a good offense, man. That's uh, you're not. <laughs> so some some are saying yes. Literally a way of life, but. Is that all for for heroes? I think that's everything for me. That's all I have for that's all I have for heroes. I'm gonna be doing some some grinding on that some game. Grind, some grinding out. I hey I when I'm I, not when I'm not playing original Final Fantasy VII, I'll be playing Fire Emblem Heroes. Hey, you're going through another uh, another playthrough of that, right? Yeah, I break it up every now because I'm already tired of golf. I I, <laughs> I, I, I shot 29 under yesterday. I'm like, okay, I've kind of done everything I need to do in Mario yeah. Golf for now. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go play F7 again. I already had another playthrough started, so I just picked up right where I left off. And actually, you know what I'm doing now? It'll be a lot more enjoyable. And then when I'm not doing that, I'll just be playing Heroes. I've I've got it down, down to a science for a couple of weeks here, as far as game go, as far, as far as games go. But yeah, uh, Heroes. That's all I have. Anything anything updating Masters? Uh, yeah. I while I'm talking, I sent you a a tweet. I think you'll like. <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> they're Dom, everywhere Dom that suicide gleam is strong but not as strong as his family dude they're everywhere I opened up Twitter and it's just the entire timeline is dumb memes yeah it's, that's the best one it broke my heart to put a tumor in her head what oh hell no you don't do that to family <laughs> holy shit but yes Pokemon Masters uh the most recent, I believe I talked about this in the data mine, in the last data mine episode we talked about, uh, Ingo and Emmett, uh, the subway bosses of the battle subway in Pokemon Black and White, uh, have made their way to, to Pokemon Masters as, as, as units, as a summonable units. And Ingo has Excadrill, uh, and Emmett has Archeops. Uh, and they kind of have, Ingo is a support and Emmett's a striker, uh, okay. And they're kind of meant to be put together, uh, but they can still be used very uh, easily without each other. But, uh, you know, Archeops has a bunch of stuff where they power up his moves in Sandstorms and Excadrill sets Sandstorms and is able to uh, buff him up because he's a support unit uh, and things like that. But uh, I wasn't planning on summoning for them. Uh, <laughs> it just kind of but... happened. Yeah, I don't know. I was looking through their skills again because I never really looked into it because I thought I was saving up gems for someone else. But I looked at Emmett and just holy, again, the mindset of just big damage yeah. was just guiding my guiding my thoughts. And he just does so much damage. Like, he's just so freaking strong if the conditions are met. And I also didn't have a, a great rock-type striker. So yeah. I was just like, you know what? I will spend, I'll just do one 11 pull and see if I get him. And on the very first pull that I got, I, I was able to get I was able to get him. Uh, he's only at one out of five, so I don't have his full capabilities unlocked yet. Uh, so I might just continue to summon on him uh, until his banner goes away. Uh, but yeah, that was really cool. Uh, they have their own story event, which is cool. Uh, you get to see a lot of the uh, the black and white uh, characters in in this one, and uh, that's about everything i think the next thing that's going to happen is the the summer units for masters are going to come out okay uh, 
Gloria and uh, and Marnie, I believe, are the only two new ones. And then obviously the other ones will be returning. But yeah, nothing crazy happening in Masters aside from the our, our subway boys coming into the fray. Uh, still baffles my mind how they gave Excadrill to someone other than Clay. Makes no sense. Does not make a hint of sense. But I assume that with this new BP sync pair system they have, where they are able to give old like old units new Pokemon, I yeah. assume that one will be Clay and Excadrill uh, down the line because it's just such an easy thing to do. Now that Excadrill's model is is in the game with another character, so. yeah, it's my it's mindless just. Give it a yeah. try. Yeah, it's easy peasy. Uh, with if if everyone's been keeping up on their battle points uh, through the various events and and daily challenges, uh, we are able to get we were able to get our second uh, BP sync pair recently. Uh, since you only get enough to kind of slowly work your way up towards one. So, I chose another. I chose Lieutenant Surgeon Raichu. Uh, they are ah, a good old Kanto boys. As I say, good old Kanto boys. Uh, possible miscalculation because I he's another support unit and the first one I summoned uh, was Morty and Miss Magius who is also a support unit so all of the resources that I had to level up my support units I used on Morty so Lieutenant Search is kind of sitting around waiting for his time uh, but really you only need one copy of them because you'll eventually get the resources since since they're just four star units they're, they're not hard to, to bring up so yeah, that is everything. I also uh, six star DXed a few guy, a few more people. Battleville is back to get a bunch of gems, and uh, the champion stadium is in the Unova stage. So we're fighting uh, Alder and the and the Gen Five uh, Elite Four. Best Elite Four theme, dude. The they re- down. they remix it for for each Elite Four in the champion stadium. They will remix the Elite Four theme to fit that person. I need to hear this, <laughs> dude. I was about to say, look up, look up the soundtrack afterwards. You will, you will be listening it to it for hours. It's gonna be the outro if I can find it. Yeah, the just look up the Pokemon Masters, uh, like Gen Five Elite Four, or just search up like one of the names of the the Elite Four, and their theme will probably come up. Like Marshall's is like rock and roll. Grimsley's is is just all like. Like Grimsey and Caitlyn are kind of similar, but they're all like they kind of have some some lighter elements to them. It, it's just so cool. Uh, they even have the victory. Like even when you're just in the menu for oh, the, there it is. I got it. <laughs> it's ready to watch later in the queue. Yeah. So even when you're in just the main menu of the Champions Stadium, it'll play each region specific Victory Road theme. Uh, also remix. So it's just it's fantastic. Oh, it's a, that sounds amazing. Like Pokemon Masters soundtrack, God tier, but bop. It's a bop. Anyway, uh, I think that's everything for for Masters. Uh, but another game that we should talk about that we haven't talked about in a while is Pokemon Go is five years old. Yeah, I saw that. It's it's Miyamoto's favorite game. Apparently. <laughs> I did not see that, but I would be surprised, man. Yeah, happy five years. Like, Good happy, God. Time flies. Happy half a decade to... Pokemon Go. Oh, when you put it that way. I can't believe it's been five years since humanity's highest point. The peak of human existence. Like, I can't believe it's been so long. And, man, things were just so good back then, man. Like, it was a... It felt like we were living on a different world 
when Every, that came out. Everybody was on cloud nine. That, that You know what that felt like? Like, I can't say I was a part of this group at the time. You might consider, you might have considered yourself that group at the time. It just felt like the gamers finally won. They just finally <laughs> won. They, it, it, this marked the turning point in the gaming versus is gaming cool or not war, and it turned it forever. Oh, man, I don't know, man. It just this, felt this so. Was, this, this was Gettysburg as far <laughs> as as far as the gaming war goes. Like winning this battle was just so crucial, and they did it. Like, how's it, like I see all these sorts of people talking about their their Pokemon Go stories, and man, how was it so long ago? What I don't even know if I have my best Pokemon Go story. I have to think. The last time I played it, I was at, I was on campus at Lock Haven, which was yeah. a, it was a great way for me to just stay busy. Which, honest to God, I might bring it back just to do that. But yeah, I still I still play it on campus as well. Whenever I'm just walking around, and no reason I, not to. And I kind of like being at work. I it tracks my steps in the app, so I know I walk like I measure how much I walked at work by seeing how many eggs in Pokemon Go I've hatched. <laughs> It's not bad. So, but yeah, it's, I still play it, uh, but nothing will ever compare to when it no. first came out. It's peak is definitely behind us, but it, God damn, yes. was it ever a peak? Uh, I, I, I tweeted it out today. I was, me and my buddy were at an amusement park around where we live and we were playing it there. And there are obviously that amusement park was filled with Pokestops. So there were, like just people all over. You could you could pick them out, and they all like you would kind of look at each other, and you would like know exactly that you both are playing the same game. Uh, so it was cool to meet people like that. And we got interviewed. This reporter came up to us, and and wanted to ask us some questions about the game. Uh, she asked us specifically like how the game was able to gather all these people in like specific places, like all in one single place. And you know we talked about the the modules you can put on Pokestops to lure Pokemon in and. It was just a, I, I had never had anything like that happen to me before, so it was cool that, that I got interviewed about something uh, I'm passionate I, about. I wish I wish we could put 2021's ty- Tyler's mind into 2016 Tyler's body, just so we can give the most technical answer ever. <laughs> I know I I don't think like I I, I would have totally gone off. I would have given her a full notebook of worth of stuff uh, uh, to write down, but. Yeah, it was just so cool. I remember walking the streets of my hometown and just seeing in chalk Team Mystic on the fucking sidewalk, just walking down the street. It was a different. Those are the days. It was a different time, but you know, it's good to reminisce. It's good to oh, for sure. It's good to like. It's good to see like that's the peak. That's what we're. That's what we're going for. You know. Yeah. Every now, every July fifth, we can talk about. Just the peak of human of human existence. Right after the, right after the, the United States Independence Day, it'll be Gamers Independence Day. Pokemon oh Go is the day. It's Ju- July fourth, seventeen seventy six. Uh, we got our freedom from Great Britain. Uh, July fifth, two thousand sixteen. Gamers win their independence from nerd culture. Exactly. What a what a what a ter- what a time to be alive. As I was to say, what a what an intense time. But I believe now. On the back of all that, on, on the topic of nostalgia and reminiscing, it's time. It is time. It's time to start the countdown of our top 15 games of all time. To celebrate 100 episodes, you're getting five today. You're getting 15, 14, 13, 12, and 11 on each of our lists, respectively. And then 
Next week he'll get ten to six. And then after that's five to one. That'll be episode one hundred. And both of these both those will be in person sessions. That is true. I and you'll be back. And on top of that, we'll also get to see Black Widow in between all of that. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so that, yes, since our theater is finally back open. But anyway, back to back to gaming. Sorry, I'm just excited for that. Uh, but who would like to go first? I, should we just jump into it? I think so, yeah. So that's enough. I was going to say, that's enough fanfare. Do you, would you like to start us off? Uh, yeah, I'll take uh, Sure, I'll take it away. And. You got, any honor, you got any honorable mentions or anything before we start? I really wanted to put Smash Brothers Brawl in this spot, but I couldn't mm. do it. Yeah, okay. okay. Brawl could, did not make the cut, and neither did Paper Mario the Origami King. I know you're all shocked to hear that, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Paper Mario Origami is nowhere near at the top. I was about to say, game, that's a lot. I'm surprised at that. No. At number 15, at an 86 out of 100... Came out this year. It's Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. That is okay. that is number yeah. 15. Uh, not as revolutionary as other Mario games. You know, 3D World is just a 2D. It's a 2D game in a 3D space. But when you combine the Odyssey elements and the 3D and the 3 2D elements into what is known as Bowser's Fury, plus just the the just the mechanics and the visuals, the bosses, the music, the puzzles, everything. It just screamed. It's the most pure Mario experience, like, to date. And that alone, I think, is worth the game. I've only played, like, 15, 20 hours of, the, of that game since since I got it. But, you know, beat the main beat the main story. Enjoy my time with it. It's challenging, but still really, really fun. The multiplayer aspect's really fun, too. I like the, I like the, the cat power-up is awesome. I, I, I know that's not where it makes its debut. Like, that's that's not that's not where it makes its first appearance. Right. But it was my first time with it, and I loved—I just loved using it. And yeah, 3D World, Bowser's Fury, maybe a game I'll come back to to try and you know get closer to that 100%. Maybe not, but that holds the number 15 spot, 86 out of 100. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't really argue with that. It was a great game. I 100% completed Bowser's Fury anyway, not uh, not uh, the main game. Likewise, I'm, I'm not even sure if I finished the main game to be honest. But Bowser's Fury, man, was just so cool. Like I, I like that specifically could probably have gotten uh, if you just put Bowser's Fury in that, I would not blame you at all. Like, yeah. it's just it's so short, but it's so good. And mm-hmm. I I could not I could not be happier to see it on your list because it is not on mine. That's OK. Uh, what was some honorables for you? Yeah. So I'll go through them quick because I have more than you. So uh, for my honorable mentions, we have Wizard of Legend, Spirit Fair, Dragon Ball Z Universe one. Lego Star Wars up to Lego Star Wars 3, the Clone Wars, because I think every, every other game after that is bad. <laughs> Overwatch, Rainbow Six Siege, Super Mario Galaxy 1, Fallout 4, and Just Cause 3. Okay. Those are just a bunch of games that I really like, but just could not make the cut for this list. And I was going to, I did have another thing called upcoming games this year that could replace entries on this list, but I think I'll, that might spoil some of the games that are, that are on this list. So I'll wait All until right, later yeah. to talk about those. So it's 15. My list is going to be really scuffed, and you're going to find there are a lot more games. There are a lot more than 15 games on this list, and you'll understand what that means soon. Okay. Game number 15, and a lot of this is also based on nostalgia. So, okay. okay, fair enough. With a score of 85. Okay. Skylanders, Spyro's Adventure, and Skylanders Giants. Is that the one with the compatible like? 
Disney Infinity esque toys. It's the toys to life. Yes, that is correct. Oh man! All right. So do tell, elaborate. Some people are probably really confused about this because Skylanders is mostly considered the last nail in the coffin of Spyro the Dragon. <laughs> the, uh, the the game that killed Spyro. One of the most one of the most beloved 3D platformers of the early gaming of the early 3D platforming age. Right up there with Banjo Kazooie, Crash, and Mario, of course. But I was never around for those games. Skylanders was my first uh, exposure to Spyro, and even then, I didn't even know he had his own series. Uh, and even though it is subtitled Spyro's Adventure, it has nothing to do with him, like at all. You can play the entire game without him at all. But yeah, this game pioneered <laughs> kind of the toys to life genre. In, you know, just having, you know, toys compatible with games a la Disney Infinity, Lego Dimensions, things of that sort. This was kind of the first of its kind. It, yeah, I saw something the other day. It was like these toys walked so Amiibo could run. And it's true. It, I, yeah, Amiibo less so. You can't play games with just Amiibo. And you, and the ones that you can a la, uh, what what was it called? Uh, Amiibo Crossing. Festival. Yeah. Yeah, they that was not very well uh what, what he no. received um and the toys to life i personally don't think should exist anymore it's just it's definitely like a cash grab sort of thing like probably like meant to target kids you spend way more money on a single game than you should well, it was but, most prevalent in disney infinity correct most prevalent i'm not sure maybe i mean skylanders was huge it, it spawned like a whole bunch of it has a bunch of uh sequels and such to it. it went on for a while i just i just remember like a couple years ago just finding like a big ass box of disney infinity toys and just seeing like i'm like good god like this was this like look, this was fun for five minutes <laughs> yeah i mean the reason that skylanders is on here one because even though the system itself of Toys to Life is kind of financially scummy, yeah, and it was. I mean, hell, it was pioneered by Activision of all companies, so obviously it was going to end up like stunner. That. Yeah, I was about to say big shocker there, but god damn it, man! The first two games, Spire's Adventure and Giants, were just so fun. Like it was just dumb fun, and I loved it. The puzzles were cool. I loved playing as the characters. This was the game that me and my brother played the most together. Like, my brother and I don't really play games together anymore, uh, and we haven't for a while, even, like, back then. But, like, this game we played together all the time on the Wii, and it was just so fun, and we were obsessed with it. I'm sure our parents hated it, but we, we collected pretty much every Skylander from the first game. That's like, awesome, man. Every single one. We slowly built it up, and we have a whole freaking drawer filled with the things in the basement of our house and i don't know like the villain was goofy the the story was just you know it, it didn't even matter but it was simple enough it was easy to understand and it was just dumb fun it was fun leveling up the skylanders and each individually getting them new abilities their appearances in game would even change as well as they got new abilities so it was just cool to see like what would they end up looking like at the very end of their skill trees and since you had, since we went out and got so many of them, we had just endless characters to build up and, and to make just super overpowered. Uh, and it was just dumb fun, and I loved it so much. Uh, 
Giants is the sequel to that game. I remember being super excited for it. I remember sitting in, I think it was like a basketball game, and I saw the trailer on YouTube through the shitty <laughs> Wi-Fi, and I was like, no way, that's real. Like, I, that must be fake, and, and it was real. I don't talk about this game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but, it, like, it, it, Giants I thought was even better than Spyro's Adventure. It was great, but all the Skylanders after that, all the games after that, rather, didn't really do it for me. My, my brother kept on going with it, actually, for a while, uh, up until, I think, the very last game. Uh, which which actually had like you a, there there were Nintendo characters in it. He's a lifer. Yeah, he he went on. He was in it for the long haul. But yeah, that was the game where you could put like Donkey Kong and Bowser into it. And and we have those figures still, which is kind of cool actually. That is pretty cool. But yeah, Skylanders just for the memories of of playing it with my brother, of actually getting some of the figures before the game came out because my Graham just thought. <laughs> my gram got us a pack for christmas uh thinking they were just cool figurines but actually they were skylanders that we could use when God, the game grandma, grandma on the clutch i was about to say absolute just fantastic memories coming out of skylanders so for nostalgia alone and just for the novelty and, and the memories it gave uh for me and my brother uh i put skylanders spiros adventure and giants uh at 15 oh yeah the developers are toys for bob xback entertainment vicarious visions and for Giants, the 3DS version was developed by N-Space. Uh, and, most uh, of, yeah, the, go ahead. the company that developed 3D World and Bowser's Fury was a Nintendo. Mm, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll, you'll be seeing more of them on this uh, list. You definitely will. All right, so that's that's my 15. 15. That's 15. Got a good start. Really good start. Back back to you. What, what do you got for the big old 14 spot? Number 14 is a game developed by Omega Force. I gave it an 87 out of 100. It it might be the most talked about game on this show. It's Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Oh, That okay. takes number 14, 87 out of 100. Came out in the year of our Lord, 2020, but not even a year old. Uh, look, what can we say that... What can I say that I haven't already said about this game? It's high-octane, non-stop gameplay with a with a great story considering the genre like uh, compared to other games like obviously it's not it doesn't have an amazing story but compared to its genre best story it's delivered so far it takes the characters you meet only in past experiences and was its quote unquote prequel we'll leave the, yeah. we'll leave the canon non canon discussion for another day and it just takes those characters and fleshes them out in ways that it just makes you love them even more than if you could just see them in memories and their journals and what you hear about them through uh, just basic video game lore. You know, the story isn't for everyone. Uh, the frame rate's definitely bad at times, but if you are a fan of Breath of the Wild, you're absolutely going to love Age of Calamity. I stand by that. The DLC is only going to make this game better. We just spent another five hours, five to ten hours, each of us playing through the DLC, and when we actually get new story lore stuff, who knows how long we'll be on it. It might become a 100-hour game for both of us, because I know we're both close to there. But mm. Age of Calamity... Oh, just just an awesome experience. I, I remember I remember you saying this, and I thought back. I'm like, you know what? I think this was the most hype I've ever been for a game in my life. Too was this yeah. one. like I just remember like seeing this random shadow drop trailer in like September or August whenever it came out, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is insanity that this exists. Yeah. And you know, it's crazy. It's wacky. The playable characters are just fucking wild now. Yeah. But I love it. I love most things about it, and it absolutely had a spot on this list. It wasn't in my top fifteen originally. I will confess, but 
the mm-hmm. DLC and just going back and playing through it bumped it up to an 87, which was enough to crack the number 14 slot. I mean, I can't really say anything else. It was, I agree with everything you said. It's also just amazing how how many characters they were able to get in this roster with it being such a new Zelda universe that they dove into. With more coming, seemingly. Yeah, with, with even more coming down the line who we probably know who they are already. But if yeah. you want to learn about that, some of our last episodes have yep. stuff on that, so we go do. check them out. Uh, also added a last minute to my honorable mentions, uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, without, probably doesn't need to be said. But Also, I also put it on my honorable mentions. I'm not the biggest fan of Animal Crossing, but just out of respect for its overwhelming success, and I know it's a good game, even though it might not be my taste, I gave it an 85. It's on my it's on my honorable mentions. Yeah, I, I went back to it recently. <laughs> We're going to, sorry, quick quick aside here. Uh, my girlfriend and I went on a, went on a gamer date uh, yesterday. We we played we had a we played Minecraft for a while, and then we played when we switched over to Animal Crossing. Uh, and uh, I don't know when I go back to Animal like I don't play Animal Crossing for a while, but then when I go back, I'm like, this is kind of home. Like it, this feels like going home to like something you know, because my island is just something I've built up over so many hours. It it just feels nice to like yeah, go back after a then. while and. You know, it's it's much more forgiving than all Animal Crossing games because no matter how long you're away for, none of your villagers will ever leave your island uh, if you convince them to stay. But yeah, just a quick last minute addition to my honorable mentions. Now, on to my game number fourteen. Uh, another game less probably on this list for quality, but more for the memories. Well, that's uh, it's your, it's your scale from the DS era. Uh, with a score of 89 uh and as you'll see in the pattern of this list i will have like a main game in the slot but there will also be like a secondary slot so it's sister games that basically kind of like if it if it fills the same role in my life if it's in the same uh sometimes if it's in the same like uh franchise or i play them around the same time and i think they deserve to kind of be grouped together there'll be like a little secondary slot that's kind of what skylanders giants was for the last slot and for this slot, Fossil Fighters, with secondary slot being Fossil Fighters Champions, the sequel game. I developed, know the name. developed by Red Entertainment M2 and Art Dink. Fossil Fighters is a DS game. Uh, and it's basically dinosaur Pokemon <laughs> is the simplest term I can put it in. It's true. Uh, it... I, I put a lot more hours in that. I put over 90 hours into the first game, that's which impressive. is for a DS game. That's a that's pretty impressive, uh, especially at that time. But I think at that time I was already a big Pokemon fan. Uh, and I don't know. Some I think. I think at the place I'm currently employed, I bought this game. <laughs> Sam's Club. <laughs> Back when that store had an entire row dedicated to DS games. Oh, if, if games were being sold at Sam's Club, they have no business being in your top 15. But here we are. Here we so, are. So, I mean, in the DS era, there were just so many games. Uh, a ton. Like, the, the handheld market was booming back when the DS came out. Like, everyone, every single developer wanted a slice of just the immense popularity of gaming on the go with the DS. Just was at its peak. And this is before the era of mobile games kind of took over the fray. So, yeah, in some stores, you would just have 
sections dedicated to uh, to DS games of all kinds. And I think I this was one of the games I was allowed to buy when I was there. And it was just really cool because I, you know, I was a dinosaur kid. I, I love dinosaurs. So getting to have a game like Pokemon, which I already liked, where you just got to fight with a team of your own dinosaurs with crazy abilities was awesome. Uh, the graphics definitely don't hold up to this day. They are very primitive. Uh, but I don't know, man. The story was so goofy, but it was actually, like, kind of cool <laughs> in a way. There were, there were legendary Vivis... They're called Vivisaurs, uh, the dinosaurs that you bring back to life. Okay. Uh, but you actually need to go out, like, into these sort of environments and dig up fossils and then bring them back uh, to the lab and then, you know, you have to do a mini game where you have to uncover the fossil from the rock that you got. And you have to be careful not to damage it. And, you know, the better your score is, the more powerful the, the dinosaur that you can revive from that fossil. And in order to revive a dinosaur, you only need its head. But the additional parts that you get for its body will enhance uh, that dinosaur. So it was it, it was like a 3v3 you... It was a 3v3 sort of battle style uh, where you can, like, switch your units from, like, safe zones to attack zones. And, you know, your units could buff each other. They had different attacks. And there was a, a type triangle where, you know, kind of, you know, Pokemon type advantages, stuff like that. And and the story was just, again, goofy. You fight this band of, of thieves, kind of like a Team Rocket. But then you it escalates and you have to save the world from a destroyer god and you have all these crazy plot developments and aliens that come into play it's nuts and i recently went back to see if the battle mechanics hold up and they do it's actually just really fun just dumb fun and i put so much hours into it and it was just a big part of my of my ds like gaming uh sort of childhood and fossil fighters champions they just went full fucking crazy with it you can evolve your dinosaurs into crazy abominations now like t-rex lords they just put the game on acid exactly like these things aren't even like based on dinosaurs anymore once you like evolve them they're just kaiju like godzilla monsters (laughs) uh which is still great they switched up the battle mechanics again but it was it was still really cool uh even crazier story there are zombies and people's skulls getting knocked out of their heads and all sorts of crazy nonsense but it was just it was just so cool as as someone who liked Pokemon, but wanted something a little different at the time. And, you know, being a dinosaur kid, it was just really fun. So uh, Fossil Fighters at game number 14, just a really, really solid DS game that I would recommend to to anyone else who has the ability to get it. Although knowing the scalper age, it's po- it's probably jacked up in price but it's if you e- want to know yeah go ahead, it, go ahead it's either you can find it for five dollars or it's a thousand there's no five hundred dollars yeah there's yeah. no in between for the, this game yeah and especially for pokemon games are, are much worse but and now that ds games are discontinued they're probably going to be skyrocketing but uh, if you want to know more about this game i think it recently got a spike in popularity because Jaden animations on youtube recently did a video on it uh, which is a lot of good publicity for for a game that's a big this old. big dub for Fossil Fighter fans. Yeah, so if you want to hear a bit more in depth about it, uh, go check out her video. It, it I was literally just smiling from ear to ear when I saw that come up in my timeline for the first time. I was like, "Holy shit! I'm not the only one who played this game." So 
yeah, that's that's game number 14. So on to the 13th slot. Yeah, 13. Uh, a sequel to a very much beloved game made by Nintendo. Nintendo's just dominating the charts right now. Yeah, shocker. Coming <laughs> in at coming in at an 88 out of 100, this game released in 2010. Like I said, a sequel to a big, big boom in this franchise and on the console. Considering the console came out on, skyrocketed in popularity almost immediately. It's Super Mario Galaxy 2. And oh, okay. Super Mario Galaxy 2 is just more of Mario Galaxy. And that is a perfectly fine thing. There's yeah. nothing. There's no flaw in that. And everyone knows maybe Mario Galaxy is on this later. Maybe not. But we're talking about Mario Galaxy 2 right now. It's it, it takes the Mario Galaxy mechanics and tinkers them a little bit to where it's just more fun. This is, you, you, get, you actually get Yoshi in this one, which is a nice little he, – he adds a new element to the game as he usually does. It has the flavor and all the fun that the original game had, but it's, it's an 88 because it wasn't the original. And, you know, that happens – in games, you, I I tend to I, I like like it's this is this isn't just a video game thing. It's with everything. Like I like the original Avengers more than like Infinity War or Endgame. I like all the base stuff. I like origin stories more than I like the Sequels. elaborative. Unless it, yeah, unless it's really really good. But yeah, yeah. And this is a really really good game on its own. We're judging on its own, of course. But mm-hmm. yeah, Mario Galaxy Two. It's been rumored forever if we're gonna get a trilogy. Uh, the answer is hell no. But people keep believing yeah. and. I think this is a perfectly perfectly fine place to stop. And funny enough, I do not own the original copy of Super Mario Galaxy. I do own the super original co- copy yeah. of Super Mario Galaxy 2, which I can play on my Wii, which I'm staring at right now if I wanted to. But alas, Super Mario Galaxy 2, 88 out of 100. That takes my number 13 spot. I mean, nothing really else to put here. I put Galaxy 1 in my, in my honorable mentions. Uh, yeah. I played Galaxy 2. I loved it as well. Obviously not more than the original, but still, when you're talking about a masterpiece in gaming and then something just falling slightly short of it, like, that's a a success. Yeah, what are you, a great game? You're still a great game. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so, and like I said, it's hard for me to rank games, so I will always just lump them all together and they're good games, so (laughs) it doesn't matter in in the end anyway. But my 13 is the first one on this list that I have not played on a Nintendo console. Uh, It's actually a game that I played on my first ever console, the PlayStation 2. Uh, It is is developed by Pandemic Studios with a score of 89, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yes! (laughs) Oh my god, yes, please. The original, the 2005 version of Star Wars Battlefront 2. No, the best one. It's not on my list. Maybe, because I I never actually owned it, my dad did, but oh my god, please go on. I mean, this game could be on here just for the space battles alone, which is where I spent most of my days uh, as a child in this game, was either in hero battle mode or in space battles, because Star Wars Battlefront 2 is just so cool. Like, even, like, base battles, they give you so many different factions to choose from. The story mode is really cool. Uh, you get placed in the shoes of a soldier from the 501st Legion, which was Anakin Skywalker's personal clone detachment as Order 66 happens, and you go on different missions, like getting crystals for the Death Star and assassinating Jedi, and then eventually you... Uh, transfer into the Empire, still as that same in that same soldier's point of view, 
uh, and you get to do crazy matchups like Empire versus uh, Confederacy as they have to wipe out the remainder of the droid forces, uh, and Empire versus Clones uh, as they take out a rogue de- detachment on Camino. It was just so cool. It's such a simplistic like way to do a story. Like no cinematic cutscenes. Everything's captured in game. It's all narrated by the official voice actor of of Jango Fett and the clones. Uh, now Boba Fett in in the Mandalorian. Yep. Uh, but just it was just so it was such a free form game. Uh, so good. Like a very a predecessor to the battlefields of the modern age. Like the battlefield games, just all out warfare, giant. Uh, not as big as the maps these days, but just. At the time, big sprawling maps, interactivity with with all of them, just really cool uh, stuff. You, like, I was gonna say, if you see like a vehicle, you just get in it. You don't gotta like get a kill streak or anything. It's just control, you know, just so cool. And you have galactic conquest, uh, where if you want to put a, a immense amount of time, you can just literally do a full on. Uh, w- you can wage full on war and control over like a solar system like board. Uh, and like I said, the space battles are probably where this game shines the most. Like I can't even imagine what it was like to play this game online because I don't think I ever did. Uh, but I can only imagine just the absolute blast that you would have in every mode. Space battles in this game have never been replicated as good in any modern game ever. Like this, it's just so freeform. You see a ship, you can get in it. You can go. There's so many ways to attack the enemy ship. You can stay on your own ship and use the turbo lasers to shoot down all the enemy starfighters or the the accompanying uh, smaller ships that are alongside a capital ship. You can take your own fighter and just, you know, do the standard, destroy uh, all the main components of the ship from the outside. Or you can take a lander and get a bunch of your friends in it, fly into the enemy ship and just besiege that thing and destroy it from the inside as well. It was just nonstop fun. And again... Just the freeform nature of it, you're just not restricted in anything that you can do, really, was just the coolest thing ever. The only thing that would have been cooler is if you could land the ships on the hulls of the capital ships and get out and fight people on the ships, like, as infantry units, which you can't. You just die if you get out of the ship in space. But, man, it was just so fun. It was probably one of my most played games on my first console ever, uh, and it will just always hold a special place in my heart for how amazingly well it served justice to my, my, one of my favorite uh, franchises of all time at that point. Dude, I'm pretty sure I remember like us playing this game yeah. like, in your first like house and we're like we're really, really little like 2005. But yeah, I just remember like loving this game from afar and only, I only had a few experiences with it hands on with you or playing my dad's old PlayStation two. But I, I don't think, the styling Star Wars has hit this peak as far as video game goes since this game. As far I, as a, ba- a Battlefront standpoint, definitely. Uh, yeah, not. as far as multiplayer, no. Jedi Fallen Order has kind of gotten it back to where it was in, in single player, even then. Like Knights of the yeah. Knights of the Old Republic is still up there, but yeah, as far as multiplayer Star Wars games go, like nothing compares to Battlefront Two in my opinion. Yeah, you can blame EA for that, but yeah it's uh, just oh yeah battlefront 2 is phenomenal i'm so glad that's on your list <laughs> i'm glad i could give it representation because i knew you i knew that you you liked it as well so yeah i yeah I, again i never owned it so i can't really claim it as my own but i will i'm it's i will be its number one supporter as it takes your 13th spot 
Thank you, thank you. But moving on from 13, we are now officially over the halfway point of this episode's uh, section of our games. So what is your number 12 spot, Colby? 12 and 11 are games from the same franchise. They have the same score. There is one nostalgia factor that separates the two of them, but we'll get to that when we get to number 11. Mm-hmm. But for number 12, Game Freak makes its first appearance oh. in either of our lists. Okay. Came out in 2009. It is Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver. And for my, for my take, it is Soul Silver. <laughs> and Tyler is not happy right now. No, no, just just go ahead. I just won't be able to say anything. So go ahead. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I figured we had this issue eventually, but <laughs> yeah, I, I was a Soul Silver guy, not by cho- kind of by choice, but also uh, you know, you know, when you're a kid and mom buys gross. you a game, mom, mom buys when mom buys you a game, you take the fucking game. It's Soul Silver. <laughs> Listen, it's the most to do in any Pokemon game without it feeling like it's filling holes. Like it actually feels fluid. It feels like a part of the story. It all feels natural. I think I think the I think the protagonist has the most swag of any protagonist. Uh, the, gold, the Ethan, drip. yeah, gold, gold yeah. Best, yeah, dripper drown, gold dripping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's I think it's a must play for anybody who likes Pokemon. I would love to see like a Nintendo Switch online service get some of these fucking games on their service. I, sure. I would play. I would play. I w- we would cut the recording right now and play Heart Gold and Soul Silver exactly. and pick it up. Yeah, it. Might have it's definitely has a top five coolest battle against Lance or Red. Like they're both awesome. I mean, yeah, you can't you can't really pick it. You can't really pick one over the other if you're a diehard fan. Has Team Rocket's great in there. You have the cool um, what are they called? The mystery I get like the mystery mission mystery gift. Like what's the thing with Giovanni considered when you fight? Oh yeah 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 the uh the kind of event events uh, yeah okay just just the uh, the event distribution events yeah. Yeah, the event distribution is awesome. You fight Giovanni, which is that a that wasn't that's not a first. It was definitely a first in like the would consider the modern era of Pokemon. But yeah, I mean Giovanni, you fought him like three different times in the original uh, Red and Blue. But like, yeah, I, I was gonna talk about. Well, never mind. Uh, this this is kind of the last. This and Black and White are kind of the last Pokemon games that had like actual events for when. Pokemon would be distributed. So, like, when you got the Celebi event, like, or when you got Celebi from, like, downloading an event, you got to go back in time and fight Giovanni. Yeah. Like, like these days, it's just like, oh, you want a Magirna? Here, put this code in and you get it. But back then, like, it was kind of, it was a spectacle. Like, you got to yeah. do crazy shit with it. Uh, and then there was, like, what, the Arceus event, which I don't think ever got, like, actually uh, in an official capacity done. Which yeah. sucks because it was awesome. Yeah, you, and you got level, to get a level yeah, one level version one. of the crea- of one of the creation trio, and you got that really trippy cutscene too. Yeah, where he's like traveling through like realms, like it's inter- space and time realms. Yeah, it's awesome. and even in the Celebi event, like you get a unique like Pichu, spiky eared Pichu, best Pokemon ever. Uh, <laughs> Smash yeah. rep, fuck. Oh yeah, exactly. We, he's in Smash. He's got to be good, but. I mean, yeah, if you have anything else to say on it, because I don't, it's it's self-explanatory for me at this point. <laughs> Dude, you can catch you can catch any legendary, basically, that has, had, that has shown up in the games up to that point. Yeah. And, yeah, 16 badges, a box art legendary starter you can pick right from the jump. I mean, I'm assuming this game will be on your list at a later date, so we can gush about it then, too. But, 
Yeah, number 12 is Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver for me. Tyler, I'll let you take the floor because, as I said, I know this game will be those those words will be said again. I yeah, I, I'm. I have other things to say about it. I was I was hoping that you wouldn't cover exactly what I was going to say. And you no, did, which is I good. know you, you're the Pokemon guy between the two of us. You'll make better points than me, which I can build off of. Uh, oh, don't give me so much credit. But anyway, uh, game twelve for me. Uh, I'm going to make someone that we know very unhappy with this pick, but developed by the Sonic team. <gasps> With a score of 89, Sonic Colors slash with the secondary slot being Sonic and the Black Knight. Oh my God! Uh, he just shot off the episode. This is this is Sonic's only appearance on this list. Damn! <laughs> Way to rub it in. But like these games were what made me a Sonic fan. Like these were my favorite Wii games of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, over... over Galaxy, (sighs) these games were... Honestly, the only thing that pushes them above Galaxy, not quality, it's the nostalgia points. Listen, I get it. Like, nostalgia, huge point in these games. Yeah, that's why this game is... That's why this list is going to be scuffed. But Sonic Colors... Not a hard Sonic game. I don't think many Sonic games can be considered difficult these days. Uh, but no less fun. Like, Sonic Colors was so cool. It was... I don't know, it just had so much style. And the music was great. And all the power-ups and the wisps were great. Uh, we talked about this before. Not not a whole lot of, like, strictly 3D segments. But even, like, the 2D segments were fantastic. Uh you got to be like you got to be supersonic in this game for the first time in a 3D Sonic game in forever, uh, and it, I don't know, man. It just was so good. the <laughs> The performances were a little lacking. There are some very memeable lines in this game that I'm sure many of you have seen. But just Sonic Colors is an overall really solid Sonic game. I would go as far as to say that Unleashed and uh, generations the two other games that's kind of grouped in with are probably better from a gameplay standpoint or just strictly from a quality standpoint i know for a fact that i can say that generations is but like sonic colors was my game like that was that that was my sonic game so just the memories of playing that put it in the spot and sonic and the black knight just a, again, if Sonic Colors is my Sonic game, then Sonic and the Black Knight is probably that times like five at least. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I you you two go way back. Like at at that point, I had Sonic and the Black like Sonic and the Black Knight came out before Colors did. So uh, I've been with that guy for a while longer now, and I don't know the I don't even remember what my first Sonic game was. I don't know how I got into it. But I know that I was a fan before Black Knight came out. And just the just the idea of Sonic with a sword was just the coolest fucking thing in the world to me at that age. Yeah. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. This is my favorite game of all time. And th- despite it being, a, you know, a motion control, like on rails, w- kind of just weird game for Sonic to be in. It was so fun, like swinging that sword around. Uh, just with the Wii remote, just in the middle of my living room, looking like an absolute fucking buffoon. Madman. Uh, 
but it was really cool because you got to play as like different characters too, like Knuckles and Shadow and Blaze, all with different swords and different fighting styles. It was just so cool to me. And even the story, like the story was obviously dumb because of the concept, but like there were some badass CG cutscenes. Sonic got a new transformation. Sonic was like badass in this game. Very which, rare. I know, like can't be said for too many games, but like the storybook series, Sonic and the Black Knight and Secret Rings, like Sonic was fucking cool. Like, his character was just done really well in those games, which I wish they would, you know, kind of adopt more in the modern style. But, yeah, Sonic and the Black Knight, again, honestly, gameplay that really isn't that bad. And was just, again, mindless fun once you got into it, because you're just swinging the Wii Remote around for pretty much the entire time. And even though you have no idea what you're doing, you can beat it pretty easily. But it has, yeah. the extra, it has extra challenges, uh, for people who want to do them. I eventually got into doing those and they were really fun. Also really difficult <laughs> because motion, because we motion controls are we motion controls. So, but yeah, Sonic colors and Sonic and the black Knight are, are my Sonic representation for this list and, and have se- solidly secured the, the game 12 spot for me. Colors ultimate is a day one purchase for you, right? Oh, for fucking sure, dude, I'm going to be all over that. <laughs> I, I cannot wait for that thing to come out. September cannot come, come soon enough. And that brings us to our final slot for the day, the number 11 slot, which I've already teased. I already told you guys Game Freak makes it. It's 2012 now. There's two yeah, – I, I pulled a Tyler. There's two games here because they're yeah. basically the same game to me. Also score of an 89, uh, Pokemon Black and White and Black and White 2. The, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're basically the same game. Like, come on. Literally released one year after each other. Same yeah. region. Same cast of characters for the most part. Same really story, I guess. The only difference is they added the third of the th- the legendary trio more so in the game in Kirim. They made him the main prote- main like antagonist or villain. Legendary, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But, but th- this is what separates it for me from HeartGold SoulSilver, which I uh, I think I'm in the minority when I say this game's better, but this is, this is what separates it for me. Is that like when... I can't remember. I was like 15, 16. I just remember like I was, I was a sophomore in high school, basically. And I was this is like just when I'm getting out of the OK, I fucking hate first person shooter games. I suck at them <laughs> and not even yeah. the joy of playing with my friends can bring me like happiness anymore. So it's kind of like an identity crisis where I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm like an athlete, but it's like not cool to like these like handheld DS Nintendo games, blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> and I just remember like saying to my mom, like, like, I really just like like pokemon and and like the nintendo games but i'm just like afraid like it's not cool because you're like a sophomore you know you want to you want to toughen up a little bit and i just remember like i was at this like i was leaving for football camp and like a day i was a wreck and then like i come home like like the night before i'm leaving in the morning and just on my bed is my old ds light with a copy of pokemon black next to it which my mom had gone out and bought so i can take it to camp and like play it in between my downtime and that was kind of like that was kind of like the transition for me into this whole new phase. Like that was my Breath of the Wild moment before Breath of the Wild. And that that this game will forever just for that alone. It was Pokemon Black, which I like Zekron better, but I wasn't going to I was not in no position to bitch at that time. But yeah, 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 that was I'll never forget that. Like that, that just kind of like that kind of just broke open this new door for me and Pokemon Black and White 
in Black and White 2, which we played together. We both have. So I have, I have great nostalgia ties to these two games separate, separate yeah. not and, and as a whole. But yeah. Okay, now about the actual game. Enough of the sob story. I still have your White 2, actually. <laughs> Enough of the sob story. Let's get to the games. The Unova region is fucking awesome. Like the whole the whole thing is just so it's done so well. Uh, they did America right in this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I the, uh, the the first game has a great villain, has a great story. You carry around this rock, and inside of it's a fucking legendary, <laughs> cool. And the gym, it's a nice, it's challenging at times. I I like Sharon and Bianca. I know they can get a little annoying at times, especially Sharon, but I do like them. Has. Yeah. It's great music, Elite Four theme. Oh my God, banger! We just got we the already, talk about that earlier. Talk about that. And then great, great, really finale with Ends Castle at the Pokemon League, and then plenty of stuff to do post game. And then Black and White Two just adds more to it. Even more stuff to do in the post game. Exactly. And and yeah. Introduces freaking fusion of Pokemon. These two legendaries are fused together, which was never seen before. Have the same like the same band of people in the Elite Four. Iris is now the champion. So fucking cool. It's expanded on. You can like this is I think this is in both games, but you can fight freaking Cynthia, the 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 Sinnoh champion. Yeah. Dive yeah. underwater and find stuff. Like there's just so much stuff to do. And I was about to say, and and Black and White Two also introduced the the Pokemon World Tournament, so you can fight like every single gym leader and trainer from the past games yeah, in a competitive yeah, format world yeah world tournaments they have the the introduction that gen introduced triple battles it just oh, is, yeah it did it, so much the weather the new weather trio they added seasons to that game see, yeah seasons which pokemon changed based on the season and it's just everything about it is just so cool and i i love everything about those games Again, I wish they would put them on Switch online service. They're just that good. Yeah. Uh, ah, fucking Oshawa and Tepig, like us two. Those two are the those two are the boys. Those, those are the, are those the boys. So good. We, you know, it's funny. I saw a tweet where it's like Nintendo is figuring out how to you know make online more incentive to play. Just put that make make it so that you can have access to those Pokemon games from exactly. that. I would buy a year membership instantaneously yeah, every year. Every me. year, yeah. just renew it. Yeah, just give me that same profile. But yeah, I can go on and on about how I love the Unova games, and kind of sucks that a sequel so fast. But at the same time, like, I guess it's next in line for quote unquote remake, which will be in like <laughs> fifth, which will be in fifteen years. But yeah, regardless, uh, eighty nine out of a hundred. Yeah, you know, you're probably thinking a little low for how much I just gushed about it, but you know, it just has it all for me. Had nostalgia, the connect, the family ties. And it's an amazing game. Have you told me that story before? I've never, I've never told anyone that story before. Oh my god! Like th- that just had me smiling from ear to ear. You son of a bitch. Yeah, I, I had. That's I had, awesome. It was. It was. Uh, it's awesome. Looking back, like it was awesome. That's awesome now. Your mom's a badass, dude. Sh- gamer mom. <laughs> gamer mom. Can we also talk about like the the sprites? Of black and white. The animated sprites. Literally the best the series has ever seen. Like, they should have kept with that style. I agree. Like, I... 3D is obviously the next step, but I mean, you just lose so much personality with with these 3D models. Mm-hmm. In black and white, too, these things were... all. Every single Pokemon was always moving At in some peak. shape or form. Peak Pokemon design was the animated 2D sprites. Ne- they need to come back someday, but... yeah. 
I yeah. also for, you get a free Dragonite, White Tree Hollow, Black City, a free shiny, shiny free shiny, shiny Dragonite, yeah, shiny Dratini, and who's on the other end? Gable, shiny Gable, yeah, Garchomp. Good fucking god, that's awesome. But, <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna have more to say on Pokemon later. Okay, uh, Tyler, what takes the last spot shit. for the day? Yeah. Oh yeah, you just talked about eleven. Damn. I guess I'm last. Game eleven. A more recent addition to my gaming arsenal, actually. Uh, okay. Developed by good old Square Enix, with a score of ninety, is Trials of Mana. Okay. At my game eleven. Uh, I'm sure you guys, if you've been listening to this podcast for long enough, will remember my horror story with Trials of Mana, the remake. Uh, where I accidentally saved over my 60-hour-plus finished game save with with a new new one on accident with the other remaining characters. Morale crushing. Broke me to my core. Because I hadn't even done, like, the post-game stuff yet. And to this day, I have not (laughs) fully gotten back to where I was. I thought you were going to say, I have not touched that game. No, no, no. I, I have touched it. I have I, I have two playthroughs going at the same time. Uh, one with the original three characters that I used. But, yeah, it's Trials of Mana, it's, it, it's okay. I'm going to talk about why I like it now. Okay, go for so, it. So, this game has actually had some history with me. Uh, before it came out, there was... A video, a YouTube video by the YouTuber called Space Hamster. And he had talked about, you know, like the golden, like the secret game that had never been released in in America or, or the States. And it was a sequel to like the I hear my discord going crazy. Uh, it was a sequel to one or at least it was in the same franchise as one of the like golden age RPGs, the, the Mana series. Uh, and it intrigued me so I, I watched and it, it just sounded like such a cool game like the pixel art was beautiful back then the original trials of uh, it was called like second and setsu three was the japanese name yeah but in the states it would be called trials of mana uh and just the concept was so cool like you have six characters and you get to choose three to go through the game with and the others still show up but like all the stories like interact with each other and kind of weave in and out of each other. And you go to different places in different orders with each character, but it all leads to like, you know, the same sort of crossroads and hell the final boss of the entire game changes depending on your character. That's really cool. It like sounded... square does square does that. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. And it's kind of weird. Cause with, kind of the the eastern games like like these games that come out of japan there's not a whole lot of like reasoning for the plot elements to happen like the plot in these older rpgs is so like different than a lot of the and and they kind of carries over with movies too my girlfriend and i've been watching studio Ghibli movies and just the way that the plot progresses and the reasons why things happen are just so different and intriguing uh than than western media normally does uh but Trials of Mana is kind of more of an in-between. And and the world is just so... It feels so vast. Uh, even in the original, it just felt so so big. And 
there were just so many mysteries to explore. You're just kind of plopped into the world. Like you just exist in this world. You don't need to know every single bit of it, but you're just kind of there and you go and forge your own path through it. And it's just so, it sounded so cool. And you could like multi-class, you could change your class twice throughout the game. So even if you have like the same characters for multiple playthroughs, if you choose different classes, your playstyle can be totally switched up by the end. And it intrigued me so much, and I had no way of obviously getting it uh, because obviously it was Japan exclusive, unless I wanted to emulate it, which is illegal. Uh, <laughs> and I had no reasonable way of achieving. But then Square came through. I think it was the E3 before the world went to shit where they revealed Trials of Mana, the remake of the entire game. And I lost my shit. I was like, oh my god, this is this is what I've been wanting for years at that point. Like, that video was, like, a year or two old. And finally, I get to play this game I was so intrigued with. And, hell, they, they released The Legend of Mana, or the Mana Collection, so I could actually play the original before the remake came out. So I got to play a little bit of that. And now playing uh, Legend of Mana, the remaster, uh, just the the jump in quality between that uh, Legend of Mana and Trials of Mana is vast, in my opinion, with my limited exposure to it. But this is just all on the pretext, onto the remake yeah. itself. The art style, I don't know why, man. The art style is so beautiful. Like The character designs, it's so great. The voice acting is so wildly like over the top that it, it just fits perfectly in this wacky world that you're in. Uh, all the characters are are really cool obviously <laughs> we had that interaction where i figured out that ingrid's voice actor <laughs> I, was like, I, was about to say, I was about to shout out Brit- i was about to say shout out britney cox yeah i i remember that tweet interaction and we interacted with her and that was cool it was like this, this girl sounds just like ingrid that's because like, it is <laughs> it was like three hours into the game i'm like hang on a second <laughs> i have heard you before but yeah my just those characters are my fucking dudes like they are just so awesome and the combat is so cool. You you're able to run from battles, which may not oh. sound like a big deal. Oh, dude, but now, it's a big deal. Now that I've played the other games, holy shit! Thank God you can do that. But uh, in the new remake of Trials of Mana, the the upgrade system is different, and you get like different skills, and there are all sorts of secrets to find, and and the way you power up your character is so cool. Uh, when you finally get to multi when you finally get to change your class at like a mana stone it feels like this really climactic moment like i don't know how they managed to make it like that it was just i think it was just the pacing of the game but man it was just so invigorating to finally get that big power up in those new skill sets and abilities uh from getting to a mana stone and it's also just so many cool boss fights and just so many crazy moments like y- you have a team of 3 but then you get to this ghost ship uh, and you have to lose one of your team members. Oh, like one of your team members gets possessed by this book. Their their spirit gets pulled from their body, and you can't control them. So you have to go through the rest of this dungeon and fight the end boss with just two characters instead of three. And you still get experience, so you kind of have to choose which one you want to leave behind and have like one level lower for the rest of the game. Uh, you can obviously get make that back. It's not a big deal, but. You know, depending on yeah, depending on what character you're focusing most on in combat, it's a big decision. And you can also uh, 
you can also mitigate that. You can go to the character spirit and change out which character gets their body snatched, which is really dark. Their soul but, claimed. Yeah, in case you want to uh, kind of keep the levels pretty equal, you can do that as well. But just the combat is so cool and freeform, and you can, you know, you they have the addition of aerial attacks and crazy special abilities and, and this, you know, meter gauge that you have to uh, build up. It's It's so fun, and even though I had that really bad experience with it, I would easily recommend this game to anyone who has a Switch. It is one of the best RPGs I have played in a while. And this game could pr- honestly climb the ranks like a few spots if my mood was different, to be honest. So J- JRPG, right? Or is it RP- JRPG? JRPG, yeah, I believe that's, yeah. that would be what it would be considered. But it's extremely approachable for newcomers. Uh, it always tells you where to go. Like, you always have an objective oh, marker. Which, Big again... Plus. Not a probably not a big deal in recent games, but compared to other like old JRPGs like Legend of Mana and the original Trials of Mana who that didn't have it, it is huge because this world is expansive. So always know always at least having the idea of like, yeah, this is where my next objective is gives you like the security to explore around a little bit and kind of uh backtrack to other areas you want to go to without losing or getting lost, which Yeah. For me, with a bad memory, is extremely, extremely uh, useful. So, yeah, Trials of Mana. That is my game 11, and I guess the last game for the day. Yeah, just to recap, 15 through 11. Uh, 15, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. 14, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. 13, Super Mario Galaxy 2. 12, Pokemon HeartGold SoulSilver. And 11, Pokemon Black and White and Black and White 2 for me. For me, it was 15 Skylanders, Spiral's Adventure, and Skylanders Giants at 15. For 14, it was Fossil Fighters slash Fossil Fighters Champions. 13 was Star Wars Battlefront 2, the original from 2005. Uh, game 12 was Sonic Colors slash Sonic and the Black Knight. And Game 11 was Trials of Mana. With an asterisk, because it can go as high up next week. We're just like, yeah, number 9 is also Trials of Mana. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to climb. I'll keep it the same, but... Like if I if later down the line I re- ever redo this list, it could like most of these games could be like put up and down a few spaces. It's very fluid because I'm horrible at ranking these types of things. But next week, I think I'm gonna be pulling some stuff out that you might not be expecting. Uh, you specifically, Colby. But I'm I I I'm curious to see, and I thought it would have happened already if we have any games in the same slot. It hasn't happened yet. We have some games that are mine are higher than yours that you have already talked about. Uh, but and some of mine are you'll see. But yeah, we I think there's there's one slot I'm looking at that I there's, think we might there's have the two, same game. There's two slots that I think we might have, maybe even three. But all right. But yeah, yeah. that's Lots That's to look forward to. This is fun. Oh yeah, it, it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot, yeah, to, totally tearing, tearing our favorite games. Uh, we did 98 weeks without doing it, and now we are finally getting around to it. Uh, I can't. I literally have like an almost another top 15 list of honorable mentions that I just want to. I want to talk about so bad. I know. God, maybe we'll do that in episode 100. We'll just make it a big old. Splurge fest of five hour extravaganza. Just talk about every game we've ever played. Yeah, it's every single one. Like, all right, and it started with it started started with with... Wii Sports. (laughs) Oh man, that was good. 
Oh, yeah, how I agree. Looking forward to 10 through 6. God help you guys. Yeah, God help you guys is right. God help you guys if we ever have any other segments besides Gotcha, because we're we made it to an hour and thirty minutes with just Gotcha and then this. Yeah, we talked. We started talking about we started talking about our lists at the twenty-seven minute mark. We went fifty-five minutes talking about ten games each, respectively. Now five games each, respectively. Oh yeah, ten games true. together. That's true. Ten games all together. This is gonna. We're going to be getting some high hours, I think. The, the time scams for these episodes are going to be really easy. Oh, yeah, big time easy. Gotcha. The rest of the episode. Gotcha. List. The list. Enjoy, boys and girls. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. If That's all I got. All right. Well, that is going to conclude episode 48, season two, episode 98 in total. The the festivities are underway as far as part, ranking games goes. Part one of the countdown to 100 and the countdown to number one, our favorite game of all time. So yeah, it, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. But for now, the two to go. We have two left. We just got the we just got the Soul Stone. Now we're going to get the Time and the Mind Stone. I can't, dude. I just want to talk about these games right now. I know. You okay, got I, me in the I, mood. I know. Just biting the dude, biting the tongue is so tough. We just want uh, to keep going. I could, I could, I could rattle off the entire list right now, but we will, yeah, we'll hold, we'll hold fast for next week. For yeah, for next week where we will be back in person for episode ninety nine, for episode forty nine, as I already said, ten through six, and if anything pops up, maybe some extra stuff. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, do you want to put your segment? in this episode or do you want to just put it in the archives i think we'll put this in the archives uh for those unaware uh i am doing a collab with the boys over at uh a random gamers corner this is this will be i think the third time we've ever recorded together uh where we'll be talking about uh apex legends and the lore and just uh the differences between the game when you're a new player or someone who's been playing from day one since this is a game that most of us, besides you in the Discord, have been pretty passionate about it. Like, I am the only one who just does not give a flying fuck about Apex Legends. It's, I'm a terrible first-person shooter. I'm terrible at them, so I just don't do them. Well, if you're not like Colby and you want... Or, or if, even if you're like Colby and, you wanna, and you're yeah, curious no, about... Yeah, no, go check it out. About, go check, uh, go it check it out. That'll probably be up at the same time as this video goes up. I'm literally about to go record it right now. Uh, but also... Uh, it's Monster Hunter Stories 2 release week, by the way. Happy Happy Monster Hunter Stories 2 release week. Happy Skyward Sword release week month. Lots lots going on this month. Uh, yeah. But um, none more important than Monster Hunter Stories 2. Uh, exactly. If you guys want to do me a big favor, there are no birthdays coming up, but uh, <laughs> if you could leave if you could leave a five-star rating, right, on on our podcast, on Apple Podcasts, but instead of a re- review, just tell Colby to play the Monster Hunter Stories 2 demo. Listen, I'll give you some ammo. Like, it's better than our birthdays. We're going to hit 100 fucking episodes here soon. Just leave a rating and review and write whatever you want. Okay, that's fair, too. If you don't want to force Colby to play this fantastic game that he's totally missing out on, uh, just leave a review. Let us know what you think of the episode. Uh, Let us know what you liked, what you didn't like, what you want us to talk about. Anything at all. We'd love to interact with you guys and see... uh, what you guys like about the podcast so uh yeah socials and all that are in the description down below sound like a youtuber now i don't know i don't normally do that uh but thank you guys so much for listening we love you all very much 
and we will see you guys next week for 10 through 6. Have a good one, gamers.